Hello and welcome to 86 Giving a Shit, a podcast where a person who dreams he works in a restaurant talks about what it would be like to work in a restaurant, even though he does not work in a restaurant. Hopefully I won't say that word anymore. Um, I work at a bank, Financials. My name is Shefinski. If you like me, go fuck yourself. If you don't like me, go fuck yourself, please. Um, there's a thing, Q&A. You could throw me some questions if you want. Give me some topic ideas. Hell, if you, even if you want to call me up, we'll phone you in. We could have a little guests powwow over the phone. Tell me why you think there shouldn't be eggs in Bernays or some shit like that. I want to talk about two quick topics today. Probably won't even take 10 minutes of your time, all right? The first one is cashing in favors, all right? Cashing in favors is something that should be done almost immediately, if not preemptively, if possible. What do I mean by that? Here's what I mean. Here's a situation. Somebody needs to leave early for work. The person in the mid-shift. Say, for example, he starts work at noon and he needs to leave the latest 6 o'clock. So he calls the closer, which is the person that would be... So, quote unquote, relieving him essentially. And it t- explains the situation, says, hey, bro, I got to leave by six the latest. Do you think there's something you could do for me? You know, please help me out. The closer assesses the situation and says that, of course, he could let him go because it's really not that serious. Sure, no problem. Closer comes in at 3 p.m. The guy's been there since noon. 4.30, the guy's like, I'm going to take off. It's a little earlier than six, but that was the latest. So all benefit of the doubt is given, boom. Let's say you're the closer. You just did this happen. So now you have to work a night without the help of this person, regardless of how much help that could have been or how much help that couldn't have been. You know what I mean? You're still, quote unquote, short. So now that person owes you one. The second you have a chance to regain that owe you one, take it. Don't save up your IOUs. Because what happens is this. Over time, IOUs become more and more diluted with shit. Meaning, if I said, you know, thank you, you owe, he owes me one now, good, I'm going to remember that, I'm going to save it for when I really need it. And next week something's going on, the guy's fixing up fucking, you know, a lamp, he's trying to screw in a light bulb or some shit on the ladder, you're carrying a little bit of, you know, Pam cooking spray, some of it slips out, you know, you slip on the Pam, knock him off the ladder, now he breaks an arm. Now who owes who won? Now that IOU is kind of disintegrated because you would feel like shit even after his arm is healed and he's gotten back to work and everything's hunky-dory, you would probably be reluctant to bring up the fact that he owes you one, you know? So that's why I'm saying the fact, the second you get a chance to redeem those, do it. So in, in my situation, that's exactly what happened. Sans the ladder and the slippage and the foliage. The mid asked me if they can go early. I said, sure. And the very next day, I wasn't feeling as well as I should have been to go into work. So I texted everyone and I said, everyone, this is your mid calling. How much of you would be, you know, opposed to me not coming into work today and taking a sick day? That's what I said. You know, thank you. With my humble gratitude, I must admit that they all reluctantly, I mean, not reluctantly, they all happily, you know, agreed and said, no problem, take, you know, get better and that's just because the people I work with are fucking rock stars you know what I mean like I'm sure I I had no doubt in my mind that they would say that unless of course there was an emergency and there was a crazy situation in which case I would suck it up and come in because I have come into work sick before as have they does it suck absolutely would I do it if I didn't have to no I would not and here we are however I knew that there was a good chance of them saying yes because the day before, the very same mid was in the other situation with me. 
flip floppy. All right. So that's my advice. Cash in your IOUs because they get diluted with shit the further you go down the road. Or if you rack up more IOUs and the person is any more of a scumbag than any one of us, they're going to know that you're going to keep collecting IOUs and they're going to keep fucking taking IOUs until you're, you know, coming out the pockets. You don't remember how many IOUs they owe you. What are you going to do? Cash them all in at once? Nah. Cash them right in right away. You do somebody a favor, you fucking take that favor right fucking back. If you can do it the same day, great. If you can't the next day, don't wait more than a week. That's my first point. Second point is don't verbally threaten or if you don't, if you want to, if you don't want to call it a threat, say verbally promise something negative for someone else. For example, I have this, people in general have this weird habit of threatening me with the next job that they're going to have. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's all the bosses or anybody in management with uh, employees that work for them or under them that happens to. But like, I always get the, well, I have a new job anyway, and I start there in a week. And I am telling you because you're going to shake in your boots or feet. I am not going to shake in my boots. I don't give a fuck if you're a heart surgeon. And I need you to replace my heart. The fact that you told me that you have another job, I'm going to tell you to go kiss my dick and goodbye. I'll fix my own heart. Thank you very much. Call me Tony Stark. Leave the premises right now, right now. I don't think anyone has ever threatened anyone successfully. Meaning like no one except maybe for a person writing a bad Yelp review because that seems a lot threatening. But that should iron itself out in a couple of months or years because... Somebody's got to catch on to that. Somebody threatens to write a bad Yelp review because they want a free fucking dinner. And then we kiss their ass until they don't write a Yelp review. It's like holding us hostage for a fucking T-bone. Suck my dick. Yelp's got to catch on to that. So please, if anyone's got any connections, pull some strings. I'll talk to whoever I got to talk to. Another thing while I'm on this tangent real quick, I need to figure out how to program what comes out of the ticket printer. So every restaurant has this printer that prints out the food on the tickets and that's how we arrange the food to the tables. It's not done by magic or voodoo. It's done by English literary language. However, these fucking tickets are weird in that they have the priorities skewed. So like the date, for example, the ticket number, which no one needs ever, 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 ever have I ever needed the ticket number of how many tickets have come out that day. No, I know the table number, the time, that it came in, very important, and then the station and the position numbers, but that's all neither here nor there. I don't need the giant fucking space on the ticket because that's real estate for me. Yeah, everything on that ticket is real estate. Every single millimeter of square inches or whatever the fuck it is is real estate for me for the information that I need as the expediter or the chef or the owner or the person in control of the flow of the restaurant to know. I need the table number, the time it came in, and then the position points, and obviously then the food. So the biggest, reddest fonts should be that. Now, every single printer that I have seen so far in my entire life have been fucked like that. The, the, I guess computer programmers never worked in a restaurant, so what the fuck do they know? So they're going to be like, well, I'm going to write the ticket number all over the top here in big, bold letters, because people are going to need to know the ticket number. No one ever needs to know the fucking ticket number. Ever. Ever. Okay? <sighs> Thank you. Anyway, so... Don't threaten. Don't th- I, that's just stupid because you've never successfully threatened anyone. Whenever someone promises something like that or says next time I'm going to you know, remember this and then I'm going to treat like this or I already have something else going or it's something like I have a gun in my pocket and I'm going to use it if you guys don't fucking give me the money. If you threaten with verb verbiage, like words, you sound like a joke automatically. 
we will blow up the country if you don't send millions. You sound like a joke. Because people that have the capacity to shoot at people if they don't give them money, to blow up a country if they don't give them money, to get another job if they don't give them money, whatever the, the, the extent of your threat is, the people that are actually willing to do that to get what they want, do that first and then they ask for what they want. They get another job and they say, hey, I have another job already. I can't work here anymore because you don't pay me enough. And that's when the ball becomes in your court. Hey, Kablooey, I just blew up your fucking town and I'm going to do it again if you don't give me money. Here's a gun. Here's one in your kneecap. Clap, plow. Now give me the rest of the vault keys. That's how effective threats work. Not I'm going to promise to maybe do something unless you maybe change what you're doing and do the thing for me first. That's dumb. Cash in your favors. Don't threaten with words. Under 10 minutes, you're welcome.